So uh, I was reading this article about Osama bin Laden, Max, and Osama bin Laden. He was a scary guy, but he like he liked Disney animated movies. Apparently, they found his hard drive, and it was full of like fucking Tangled and and Cars. Wait, is this <laughs> true? Because because I know he had like didn't he have like random porn on his hard drive too? So it was just like Disney films and and porn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the healthy balance, right? High art, low art. Uh, the, the yin, the yang of life. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the appropriately aged uh, content. No, I I read that and it was amazing because there's a special that's coming out. I didn't watch it, but it's called uh, it's called Osama's Hard Drive. And <laughs> I thought this special was just called uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like wow, like America's response to the Bin Laden threat. Uh. No, it, it was it was all about like oh uh, there was there was. 246,000 different files and they were looking at it and then like whatever uh, they, they were focusing on the wrong parts they were looking at it for like the interconnected web of terror cells and shit I'm looking sure. at it for the fact that Osama Bin Laden loved himself some Pixar uh, home yeah. on the range home on the fucking range okay like that's not that's not even like high up there in the animated field it, it, I thought that was so and I think he had the princess and the frog too which I thought was adorable well what do you think he was connecting to emotionally like are, are Pixar and Disney films just so universal in their themes that they, they bridge that gap <laughs> do you like, think I hate America like- I hate you know American imperialism but I love me some princess and the frog do you think that there's like propaganda Pixar out there propaganda Pixar what does yeah. that mean propaganda pixar like it's got the production like I, I love the alliteration but i don't <laughs> it's got the it's got the production values of the budget of a pixar film but used for nefarious purposes the reason they're bringing this up is when we were kids i'm mean, not mm. when we were kids fucking like when my grandparents were fucking around okay when world war yeah. ii was happening you would mm. see uh, daffy duck make like being the fuhrer and shit like that like they were they weren't scared to 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 use those um means to be anti-propagandist even though it's sure. American propaganda. I don't know why that means it's anti-propaganda. Uh, but I'm just wondering if like somewhere in the world, you know, because that's like where ISIS really nailed it was they were like, you know what? We can make these really cool production videos. Like they, they learned how to use fucking Final Cut Pro. And suddenly mm-hmm. people are like, look, it seems dangerous, but those are some good fucking edits, you know? And so it was plausible for people. And I'm just wondering if like that's the next step. We make something that looks like fucking Monsters right. Inc. But like the the messaging is terrifying, yeah. but the production value so on point. Like I almost kind of want to listen to what they're saying. Well, because it was like it would, it would be like The Incredibles two of films, which was like mm. not a movie I liked, but some of the set pieces were like holy shit, you can do this in animation. I guess you can do anything in animation, right? Including Caliphate. <laughs> so we're gonna find out. <laughs> including caliphate you know I, i've never really heard anybody uh talk so so positively about the production values of isis but i guess it's true you know i did read an article about uh they, they had some and i think they still well isis isn't really a thing anymore are they that that, that just kind of like disappeared like a fart in the wind man um but, but they had like some american journalist who was like just a very surly even before he got kidnapped by isis but after like they had him writing opinion pieces about like why america sucks and he was still like bringing with it like his same like surly Minnesotan kind of flavor to it. But he's like, yeah, fucking America did this shit and that shit. Um, so yeah, I don't know. They they they're doing something. They they understand media. Well, I, I what I heard is that they think about how we reach out to people in our own country, right? An army of one. And what is it? It's some fucker like running through like he's got an M sixteen and he's you know what I'm saying? Like like it, it is very produced to be a Michael Bay experience. 
sure. as opposed to what the reality of it is. And I never served, but my entire family did. You were in the service. And it's like mm-hmm. the reality of it is way closer to Jarhead than it is fucking Full Metal Jacket. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't seem to, not to say Full Metal Jacket doesn't happen. I'm just saying that like the idea is there's a lot of fucking around waiting around and you're sold a piece of action film. You're sold this idea of what it means to be an army person. I think they do the same thing, but they go yeah. further. They're just like, hey, look at this person. He left Minnesota. Now he's going to the Islamic State. Isn't that fucking cool? And what's this? Oh, he learns how to shoot a rocket launcher. That's fucking dope, man. Oh, what's this? He blows himself up. Like, they'll take you through the whole fucking hero's journey over right. there, which I like. Like, so it's, in a like, way, it's like Starship Troopers. Would you like to know more? Yeah. yeah well, it, it's, it's more honest than what we're doing, right? <laughs> like, we're yeah. just like join the army people like they always frame it like you're a good person it's always like a little girl who's walking down a hallway and then she sees mm-hmm. another little girl being picked on and it's like some people just have that within them and, and then it stops it transitions from her stopping them and it cuts and now suddenly and then, yeah, she's, she's in fucking like saudi arabia yeah, yeah you know what i'm talking about like and it always about. ends there it always ends with like you're a good person there's yeah. nothing bad well and, and I, I don't want to disparage the armed forces but i can speak to the quality of person that is there and it's a mixed bag is the best thing i'll say um it's a mixture of you know kids who want to serve their country and kids who are training to be white nationalists and want to bring their training back to their militia groups i've met more than one of those and you know just some kids who uh, got hooked on meth and the judge said well you can either join the army or you can go to jail so you know it's a it's a mixed bag it's not really what you're sold in the commercials though um and it is like a lot of standing around they they say it's a hurry up and wait It's kind of like the unofficial slogan. I always thought that was fascinating. Look, I was a stupid kid for like two years in my life and I got into some trouble and not anything serious. Like I didn't serve any time or anything. But at one point it looked like, oh shit, I might be in trouble. And one of the options was like, you need to go into the military. I'm like, what? Why is that the fucking next logical step for someone who keeps fucking up in civilian life? You think right. putting him in a place where he gets trained to kill people is a better scenario? Like, and maybe it is. I mean, some people really do thrive for the regimented sort of aspect of that life. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, there is something, you know, reassuring about it. And like the, the further you get into it, like there is a, uh, a sense of, um, and I don't want to call it brainwashing, but it kind of is like you do get slowly indoctrinated into this way of thinking. You know, like where like at first you're the lowest man on the totem pole, but now you're a part of something and you're all in it together. Um, and you sort of feel yourself kind of getting uh, inured to this this uh, way of uh, thinking about, you know, the enemy and America and this and that. And like even me as a very liberal, rational person, like I got caught up in it a little bit. You can't help but get caught up in it because that's the, like what you're surrounded by. That would be okay for me as fucked up as it sounds if, if and i'm sure it does happen maybe that's like the thing that we should focus on yeah there are some white nationalist motherfuckers who are purely going into the army to learn how to kill people but then they get sent off overseas and they yeah. have to be in, in in you know in groups of people that are not all white people mm-hmm. and so the idea is like are they able to put that fucking white nationalism aside when there's a black dude who's wearing the same camouflage as him you know what i'm saying and in that right. regard that's actually pretty that's actually like you're a ringing endorsement for the army where it's just like, look, yeah. we're a fucking team. Doesn't matter what the other, uh, you know, particulars are. Uh, sure. But I don't know if that's necessarily true. Like I'm it's, sure it's, if we did yeah. a dive in, it'd be really fucked up. It's either a ringing endorsement for the army or a ringing endorsement for that person's compartmentalization. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. <laughs> that, yeah. Like, cause I really think that's what it is. Cause I remember trying to talk logically through it and this kid was like, yeah, you know, there's going to be a race war 
and they're going to rise up against the whites and we need to do something about it. So I'm here, I'm training so I can train my cousins and train my uncles and train my, and I'm like, okay, dude, but what about like your commanding officer is, you know, fucking black and like your uh, battle buddy is, you know, like Hispanic, like, and he, he just was like, yeah, fuck him. I don't, I don't give a shit. And it was just like, how, how, how are you going to get through this? I don't think this is going to be a fun experience for you. Did he get through it? I don't know. I didn't talk to him oh, after you, that conversation. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Good. Yeah. You're like, I'm the company I keep and I'm not keeping this fucking company. I like that about you, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, I was thinking about that in general and it's just like, that would be a, a really pretty kind of byproduct of it all, but it genuinely doesn't seem to turn out that way. But we are, I feel like we're rapidly approaching some form of that, you know, like, I don't want to say, is it more likely today than it was 10 years ago that we were going to have another civil war? Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to have another civil war, but mm-hmm. it does seem like the there, there have been a group of people who have all been ringing that or pounding that particular war drum for a minute. And yeah. if it happens, they're ready. Like, I don't think we're ready. And I think they're smaller numbers than us, but they also have like the ability to kill people. Like, I just got into that altercation this, yeah. with somebody and I was just like, look, I can take care of myself in the mm-hmm. micro. <laughs> but, but the minute it comes to like trained people, like it's over because I can street fight. I don't know how to kill anyone with a popsicle stick. I, you know, I don't think you do either. But that's my idea that like people go specifically for the refined skills of learning how to hurt people. So, I mean, I will say this, and this is one thing that reassures me, is that I think the majority of these militia fucks are just dudes who buy a bunch of tactical gear but don't know how to use it. I think the majority of them are people who... I know. That probably is worse. But in terms of, like, regimented tactical training or whatever, I think it's it's probably pretty loose. It's a mixed bag. Most most of those guys are, like, well above what their BMI should be. So, you know, I'm not too worried. (laughs) I am excited for another civil war because I want to know who the players are going to be. Who's going to be the next Sherman? Who's going to be the next Lee? Who's going to be the next Stonewall? It's going to be you. I think like that's your, your, uh, your you think legacy. I'm going to be the Stonewall. Yeah. I mean, cause this is what we talk about, <laughs> yeah. right? Good, good versus great. Is, is he a good guy? I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> in the annals of history, I guess he's a great dude. But there's all some ambiguity about that because everyone's like Stonewall Jackson. He I, oh, okay, okay, you're you're breezing right past like the connection <laughs> to me here. Like, uh, is he a good guy? No, but is he a great dude? Yeah, sure. I'm just saying that, like, I think that you will find glory in a miscommunication of war. Uh, he he gets lauded all the time for being like, oh, he stood there like a stone wall defending the South. Appar- apparently, that's not what happened. He like was fucking up. Hmm. Like he did something wrong that Cohen like brothered a- into a success, and then he got that nickname. And I'm like, oh, he right. just failed upwards into yeah. being like a a statue haver. Yeah. Wow. Well, I can't wait to for that to be my to legacy, be, I guess. Are you saying I'm going to be on the wrong side of history here? It would be great if like, if the South ends, it's the Terminator 2 rules. So the South is the good guy this time. Because think about it. Trump is trying to be like, oh, the South, they're good people. The fucker's from Queens, okay? Like he's not a Southerner. Uh, and it would be great if the Southern well, states like that, that's sort of the democracy. that of it all. Right. Is right. that like uh, all of his supporters are so vastly different from this guy in every conceivable level. Like, it's just like, what do you, what do you see in common with this fuck aside from the fact that he's blatantly racist and stupid? I don't, I don't know, man. So listen, the other day there was a, there was a meet, there was a parade here uh, in LA for the Armenian conflict. 
which I right. told you was so weird because I was writing a scene that took place in this very same conflict that ended fucking 30 years ago. And then after right. I wrote it, that conflict popped it's, off again. It's back, like, baby. Page <laughs> Part <master>. two, the <laughs> sequel. <laughs> but uh, so there was a thing for that. And, and there was a lot of people protesting uh, the, the leader. And simultaneously, we're for Trump. There was a bunch of Armenian people for Trump. There were separate parades, but they got conflated with one another. Uh, as Armenians who are protesting the, the the conflict in Armenia, and then Armenians for Trump who are also protesting the conflict, and so like this started a whole thing on next door, which I'm back on for the sake of safety and learning when there's fucking freaks outside my window. More on right. that later. Uh, but it, this whole conversation happened where this woman was like, "You're not being very tolerant. People disagree with you. That doesn't mean that they're bad people." And I'm like, "I'm not saying that they're bad people, but I'm saying that like the thoughts that they're expressing are antithetical to one another. They are incongruous." So you cannot sit here in one breath decry the fascism and shit that's going on at home and then support the guy who's doing it here. I mean, you can, but it makes you an asshole. And hey, then- can I just say something really quick about like this whole, like when you run into these people who like ride this middle line where they're like, I miss when we used to agree with each other or when we used to have a wholesome debate, when we weren't just shouting over each other. And it's like, what kind of reasonable discussion do you expect me to have with a fucking malignant fascist? I don't know. I was watching like the James Baldwin versus um, Tim Buckley debate. Uh, Buckley debate. Yeah. William Buckley debate. Yeah. Oh, um, William, and, and and in the comments, everybody was just like, "Man, isn't it nice that like these two people could come together and just disagree respectfully?" And it's like James Baldwin is arguing for the agency of Black Americans during a time of segregation, and Buckley is arguing for Black people to not be able to vote or own land or property. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Baldwin had to be that guy because it was 1960 or whatever. Like, why are you uh, pining for the halcyon days of that? Whatever. I'm well, just... because it, dissent is fine as long as it's dissent under our rules. You know what I mean? And yeah, I think, sure. And we've known that for fucking ever because the sit-ins, like, I think that's one of the things you should start thinking about. You hear about Rosa Parks, and Rosa Parks was a, like, for better or for worse, it was a staged event, right? I'm not taking anything away from her, but they knew the impact of it. Would, yeah. would be to to have that sort of thing and peaceful protesting. We hear all those stories when we're kids, right? Mm-hmm. And... I think the thing we miss on it a lot of the time is how peaceful it was because yeah. the images we see are of people being sprayed with hoses and attacked by dogs and beaten sure. over the head. And you're like, they were never the aggressors here. So mm-hmm. it's like as far back as America, uh, the right to peacefully protest. Well, if you don't do it the way we want it to, or if you're a, a marginalized group that we can literally just thump you over the head a couple of times and then you'll stop. I think that's yeah. what's so fucked up about everything is like, we're still there. But I don't think we should be. Like, there's no capitulation to fascists. I'm I'm officially over that hill where I, yeah. I'm always like, hey, we need to meet people with love. And right. no, not now. You gotta let people talk. No, nah. <laughs> I mean, you can let them talk so you can identify that they're fucking fascists. But I don't have right. to sit here and pretend that we're equals. We're not. You're a fucking fascist and you need to be like erased from the world, which is also very interesting. And I just learned this. Fascism as a concept is so new. It's mm-hmm. it's a modern illness. It's a modern illness in response to like capitalism gone amok. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, and that's a really creepy thing that we don't think about. Marx yeah. predicted that there would be this change, but he thought everyone was going to become socialist and then communist. Right. When we all balked at that. Instead, a lot of people, a lot of Europe became fascist. And it's such a weird thing to think about because it right. seems like by definition, oh, fascism has existed forever. There's been dictators. No, nah, it's not the same no. thing. 
it, it was literally a consequence of like the proliferation of information, like the mass proliferation of information and ideas, unfortunately, um, was met with like this system of harsh control. Yeah, well, the, the, and over authoritarianism, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, so I look at that all the time and I'm, I'm fascinated by that dichotomy because it seems a tale as old as time, but it isn't. It's something mm-hmm. very recent that we have, like the Holocaust is rapidly approaching where it's going to be like 100 years old or whatever, you know, right. in the next decade or so, 15 years. Well, What's what's fascinating to me is that like a lot of fascists don't recognize that they're fascists or that they're engaging in a fascist ideology or supporting other fascists or basically saying that, hey, yeah, that's okay. I'm willing to stomach that because, you know, I get to vote against having a reasonable minimum wage. I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting time we're living in. But I got an Uncle Tony who does that shit all the time. He's like, hey, vote like this, Republicans. Oh, Governor DeSantis, promises made, promises kept. And then anytime anybody argues with him in the comments, he always ends it with, well, listen, agree to disagree, but I hope you're well, brother. Peace and love. And it's like, all right, fuck off, Tony. You dumb bitch. Don't well, hire me. over that because that's what we've done. Like if you look at stuff like 4chan and 8chan and, and the origins of those things, which was just anonymity. I didn't know anonymous was a direct result from 4chan. I didn't know mm. that. I didn't know. Uh, which makes me like anonymous even less if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. It's like, oh, this is your origin story? Shit. Right. You're a ninja turtle. You came from the sewers, man. And they're kind of stupid too. Uh, but, but it's like anonymity, I think is the greatest thing back in the day, racism to obfuscate your racism, you'd wear a fucking hood. You know what I mean? But now the hood is the internet. It's the anonymity of it and being able to say whatever you want without having to look someone in the eyes and see them physically die a little bit when you Mm -hmm. say something mean to them. And we're all guilty of that. I'm not saying it's purely there, but I'm guilty of it for being an asshole, but I'm not discriminating against people. I think that's the big difference, you know? Right. I'm just pausing. I'm just letting myself off the hook for a second. As I equated myself with fascists, I need to, I need to give myself a little distance. That's all. No, I, I think you're doing great, Bobby. I, I did want to like uh, jump back just a little bit to oh, like, sure. we, we were talking about propaganda and everything. Do you ever think about, uh, and I know this isn't like funny conversation or whatever. What I am realizing about this podcast is that like, we are on such a fucking fast track historically in terms of events that happen daily that like, no matter what we talk about, it's going to be dated in like a day. Like right. we've got the vice presidential debate coming up soon. Um, but I did want to talk about like indoctrination and like propaganda in America. Like I was just thinking about like how fucked up the Pledge of Allegiance kind of is in general. Like just that we make kids say that shit before they know what it means, you know? Yeah. I mean, also like, I, I guess, I guess on paper, I'm not against the Pledge of Allegiance as a principle. I fucking hate it. I never said it in high school or anything like that yeah. because of that same reason where I felt like this is a little weird and creepy. You're just making little children get up and salute something that's inanimate for what it's a facsimile for the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's the, the adding of under God in like 1930 or 1940 that really fucking made that weird for me. You know what I mean? I think that was Dwight Eisenhower in the fifties. Yeah. He's like, we yeah, gotta add God Eisenhower. He's like, we need highways and we need you God in this country. <laughs> I like the infrastructure. I don't like the God part though. Eisenhower was kind of lit. Like I do really like him. <laughs> No, he, he was cool. Do you know anything oh, about Eisenhower? Like, I mean, I know he like always talked mad shit to Nixon when he was his vice president. Like, he didn't give a fuck. He was an asshole to him because, again, it's like, motherfucker, I was there. Where were you? <laughs> like, fucking <laughs> right. Nixon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, but I like the idea that he was also, he believed in the invisible hand presidency. And so yeah. he would purposefully be a dimwit, like, outwardly. Or mm-hmm. he would be like, he would be like what Trump is doing now, where it looks like he's always golfing. <laughs> 
<laughs> but secretly he was like running shit. I really love that. He was also a president who would like sneak in fucking food stamps and like entitlement programs under uh, uh, war defense budgets and stuff right. like that. Like back when Republicans weren't like complete fucking monsters. Do you think we'll get there? I mean, here's here's the real thing, because I, I, I look at, like, okay, all of history is ebbing and flowing, right? Mm. We can look at everything. It's easy to be freaked out about the despair because we definitely swung back way harder and further than we have before. But it does generally seem like, okay, just look at the last three presidents. We have sort of a neo-fascist, and I say that lovingly because George W. was not the fascism of today, but it was still there. Uh, but it was that, like, overly creepy right-wing that led us to Obama swung the other way uh, eight years of Obama and then stoking more racist fucking flames uh, gave us four years of Trump, hopefully. And mm-hmm. you, you have to imagine, but it's, maybe that's being optimistic. I remember when Obama won in 2012 and everyone was like a shellacking the Republican party. are going to have to look in the mirror and really reckon with who they are, be a more mm-hmm. inclusive Republican party. And they went the opposite direction and won yeah, they the just, fucking house. They doubled down. Yeah. And then they like got as many token fucking women and black people as they fucking could to trot out and go, look, we got them too. Yeah here's the thing about this is like if i'm black i get it like fuck democrat because the truth is this like they haven't like democrats have done things obviously i'm not going to be one of these people but right. i do i think we have to agree that democrats seem to care about black neighborhoods a little bit more in election cycles and and not so much outside of them and it makes me sad because it's like i wish black lives matter wasn't so politicized and 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 so outwardly marxist because i think a lot of what they're saying makes sense and then that's just political theory or an economic theory in general the sad thing about trump supporters are that most of them largely benefit from democratic policy they just don't want to hear that uh and it's it's an amazing kind of con job like we kept saying that the time was running out for republicans as we knew it fucking eight years ago and here we are and they well it's sort of like you know uh, and by the time this is released we'll have more definitive information on this but like that this sort of hourly update on and speculation about trump's health and everything and it's like we, we continue having this narrative in our heads like where we're looking for any little nugget this will be the thing that ends the republican party this will be the thing that ends trump's presidency this is going to be the thing that actually literally kills him and it never happens you know so maybe we should and i've been saying this to you before but let's just abandon hope get it out of here who needs it not me. I'm fucking done with hope. Right, right. I'm here for optimism, but hope, nah. 2016 had a fucking gate, and above that gate, it said, abandon all hope, ye who enter, right? Like, it was, we knew what we the, were fucking doing here, and we Dude, went in anyway. Do you remember in 2016 when everybody was like, oh, man, this is the worst year ever? We had no fucking idea. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Prince, like Obama. And Prince and Bowie died, and then Trump got elected. So it was pretty bad. And then now here we are in 2020, and we're like, whoa. I would kill for a 2016, you know what I mean? For real. I would personally kill Bowie Ed Pritz if we can go back to 2016. It was sort of like 2016 was like that part of the roller coaster where you're still going uphill and you can start to see how steep that drop is going to be, but you're not over the hump yet. Right, you're you're too busy looking at the skyline. You're like, oh shit, that's pretty. I never see that skyline for what it is. That's how I feel (laughs) about Busch Gardens every time we go to Busch Gardens. It's it's just the anticipation, (laughs) but 2020 is literally just actively participating in that drop, appreciating your own mortality because you know roller coasters make you reckon with that but also like kind of being terrified that this is going on for way too long what fucking mad genius made the first roller coaster who was like probably jim roller coaster jim roley they call him he was a german it was weird didn't have a didn't have a germanic name but that was him i'm just wondering like what kind of like 
forward thinker, like what's mad Tesla scientist who was like, in order to know where the line is, one must not be afraid to cross the line. Right. And then they just put children in carts and threw them down hills and shit. Like, what, right. what's the Let origin Let us there? build a death simulator. <laughs> he was Russian? Okay. Make people that? feel like they're going to die. I don't know. I can only do Russian accents. I can't do German. <laughs> But I, I really like the idea that because I feel like the origin stories of the roller coaster, we have to look it right. up. It's like it can't be a good thing. It had to be. No. Like, do, you, do you think it was like a sick psychological experiment? Like a, a doctor who was trying to get his patient to like reckon with like, this is what happens if you think you're going to die. Maybe you will get over your fear of death. Yeah, I mean, it could be, you know, like in the same way I was talking about cocaine uh, with my right. wife because Freud, because Freud loves not? cocaine as what oh, yeah. does, you know, loves. I love how you're like present tensing it like he's still around, still fucking up on cocaine. Well, I was trying to talk about that. I was like, you think uh, Freud would be cool with that? And she was like, no, I'm like, why not? He loved cocaine. Like he loved cocaine. Like it was going out of fucking style. We used to put cocaine in our Coca-Cola. We had no problem with this. And I'm not advocating that we go back to a cocaine fueled world. Uh, but I am saying that, like, you know, we can't we can't sit here and say that it doesn't have any medical uh, val- validation, right? Back in the day, they used to put heroin as an anesthetic for dental procedures and shit like that. Yeah, so, well, I, I mean, who is it? Uh, Hamilton uh, something. He does that show, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Um, he kind of has, he's like an advocate for, like, all drugs on some level have some properties in them that are beneficial. Literally, like, cigarettes have properties that are beneficial, cocaine, uh, heroin it's just more like the other shit that goes on with it too and you know irresponsible use that gives it a bad reputation but everything is you know no drug is inherently bad uh right but they said that there's no such thing as a bad drug there's just bad chemical reactions to right. said thing i don't know i mean that's that's like fascinating to me I, I i just wonder how many things that we consume in general because like drugs drugs like that's a tale as old as time people have been drinking as long as they could sure. fermented bat dung you said on the last episode <laughs> so it's like i i think about that stuff but i'm thinking about practical real life things even the automobile like maybe mm-hmm. they were like well we had a horse carriage there was precedent right we had chariots and shit for years so we understood the concept of like we can make this thing move and transport but the roller coaster does not serve a fucking function outside of that unless you like you said they were like doing experiments on like what happens yeah. when you think you're going to die and then or, they wrote it down you think maybe it was just like his his kids w- would just not shut up about like going for a horsey ride he's like you want the horsey ride don't give me a horsey ride <laughs> well that's like how the merry-go-round was <laughs> fucking built the carousel and it's like nightmarish fucking horse people and stuff like that <laughs> like the kid won't stop on the fucking merry-go-round so he's yeah, like yeah. all right you, you really want to ride the fucking horse okay kid <laughs> it's just like a little german kid with like an ice cream cone he's just dribbling ice cream all over himself he deserves everything that's coming his way all right all these horse equestrian i built a death machine for you son see how much you like the oopsie daisies now what is uh is because i would love if there is like something that is influenced by that because that's that father-son shit that we talk about when we talk about storytelling where it's like oh that's one of the three stories that we tell you know like that's the the connective tissue between that what fathers hating their children or or loving their kids right like like it's it's the it's the relationship between the father and son the resentment or the love or the 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 dismembering of that or whatever Mm -hmm. severing rather and so i think that's really interesting because i it's stupid thing i was just watching community the other day and there was that throw away joke uh, when they're trying to deliver the big hand because oh, yeah. of the big watch and he's like the dad is doing this if he builds a big enough hand that a big enough watch that, <laughs> that his son will know that he'll catch him and i'm like that's 
fucking hysterical. And I just wonder if there's any historical thing. Like, like the roller coaster was built because this guy wanted to build a ladder to heaven, but he wanted to sit down while he did it. So he just fucking built a roller coaster that goes up. That's, that's amazing. And it does remind me of, you know, something that has been on my mind for a little while, actually, um, is that, uh, do you ever think about how like snakes, um, are always sitting down? <laughs> They're always sitting down. Have a seat. Like, I am. Thank you. <laughs> for ninety nine percent of their lives, they're always sitting down. Even when they're moving, they're just dragging their entire snake body across all the dirts and the poops and everything. <laughs> Maybe like for one percent of their life, they're lunging at something, but they're always sitting down. They can never really rest if they're always resting, and that kind of fucks with me. Well, I mean, so so, but they sleep, don't they? It's not like a shark. Sharks don't sleep. Mm, isn't that true. doesn't that fuck with you a little bit like they, they, they what they do is they shut off half their brains apparently they they rest them in intervals right but a shark literally can't stop moving uh and so i get what you're saying about snakes number one i have more questions on how they move because it's all muscle like right. have you ever been on the ground like and tried not to use your legs or your arms to move yes. you can you all can. the time it's yeah, hard it's hard <laughs> all the time i'm like i'm glad this is what we're doing as two 30 year old men who are like i don't know i gotta get from here to there let me just fucking wiggle all the way over there yeah, you gotta make life more interesting i'm in a uh, fucking quarantine right now what else am i gonna do not you know wriggle yeah, around like not a snake. pretend you're a snake <laughs> grow up and stop being a fucking snake get a job max you know, well, I mean, you, you see like that shit, like the movie Freaks, where, you know, the guy is like still ambulatory despite not having any limbs and he can like right. light a cigarette and shit. And it's like, oh my God. He was like, a real oh. hero. You're like, the mother fan didn't need legs. And a real human being. Yeah. Like yeah. he just, you know, he <laughs> he was doing it. Who's, I just, I don't know. Is there one inspiring person like that from, from yeah, back I mean, in the day? That guy. That one dude, I know, but did he like? Would he run for fucking Senate afterwards? <laughs> did he hold a seat in the in state uh, Congress? Like, I just want to know because that's like one example of a guy being dealt a really shitty hand. Is like fuck it, you know, and leans into it. But well, I mean, there there was you know, and again, like uh, I know there was like this one lady who was a really bad singer and she didn't know it until she was seventy four years old and like sold out opera theaters for her like entire career. People were laughing at her, but she thought she was actually a great singer. Oh. Until like she was 70 something years old and then like the press came um, and like wrote articles about how she like couldn't hit a note to save her life and she died four days later. Ooh, hold on. She had been performing presumably for years, decades, and decades. At no point the press didn't get didn't get wind of this, Apparently or they were like, not. "It's beneath us." Or, like, or was she, she was she was shielded from the criticism or something, but she came across it in like the last four days of her life, and it like potentially, like presumably, killed her. It killed her. That article snuck into her bedroom while she slept. <laughs> like it was an yeah. anthropomorphized <laughs> article. <laughs> did it? It's like little article legs and it opened up the window. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I mean, that, that lady's kind of a hero of the ignorance is bliss variety. Mm. The other ambul- non-ambulatory guy or legless, armless guy was a, a hero of the being able-bodied somehow variety. <laughs> What's the minimum That's- amount of disability that we would still elect as a, which I know sounds horrific. I'm not being a shit to, to be this. differently able to like to qualify as differently abled yeah well sure i was gonna say like as a president but I, oh. that works too no no because they go kind of hand in hand because it's about acceptance yeah. in general right mm. about like what we deem as normal and it's like we could have a blind president you know what i'm saying we would right. be like oh okay you could have a deaf president it would be like harder that would know? be a lot harder yeah i don't think that that would win 
but like but what what, what, like you someone who's blind whether you're republican or democrat generally i think that that as a human you feel a little bit of sadness for that person right because they're missing out on something but like where does that extend to like like are we going to be like this person has alopecia (laughs) we're like look he's differently abled guys so we need to take care of this guy he doesn't have follicles well yeah like at at what point is it like a little bit of a reach to say that you're differently abled like oh you're missing both your big toes okay you can't balance as good you got liter- literally you have two left feet <laughs> like which it's, it's sort weird. of like saying you're like 10 percent native american like okay like at that point <laughs> right, right right i mean i just people get born with uh like six toes all the time apparently that's way more normal than i thought it was like we're, we're still changing baby like evolutionarily like there are tribes in certain parts of the world that are born with uh like a, another limb another digit and i'm like right. that's metal that's so fucking cool what if they leapfrog us, man? What if it's like the time machine and they like they're like the cave people and they they leapfrog us? They get way stronger, way better. They can. I think about it all better. the time. I think real X Men is not going to be fucking like Cyclops and Jean Grey and shit. It's going to be people who have an extra digit. They they can file right. quicker than we can. You know. What I'm well, saying? Like, th- there are people like that, man. Like that just have like these random like human superpowers. Like I read a cracked article as as one does. Um, about like people with real life super and there was this one guy who like didn't sleep anymore like he evolved past the need for sleep altogether just some dude in india and he just farms day and night mm, i want to check the i'm going to check under the hood of that particular mustang i don't know i mean that's one of the one things because that's not even a human thing that's everything every living creature anything that has a central nervous system everything needs rest and this Slips. one dude in india is like fuck it <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go farming. But I mean, in terms of like the, the endless potential for variety, like it's, it's possible. Is it probable? Nah. But is it possible? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a sleep scientist. I just wonder if we've gotten that far from the Salem trip trials of it all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I could be self-referential to our own podcast. It's, it's like, I wonder, you know, cause that was about autonomy, right? Like women couldn't be fucked with and, and, and if they rebuffed a man, then they were like witches and let's kill the witches. Uh, but I just mean like if, if a dude showed up, like if we could prove scientifically that, hey, if you're born with a six limb, it makes you like, it makes you run faster and it makes you be really good at office work and other yeah. things that require an extra digit. I don't know. I'm just wondering, would we be receptive as a people or do we like kill it? Kill it with fire. I, I just want to know. I think it, you know, like just given our current political climate, it would be kind of a mixed bag be my guess um but no like i mean maybe that maybe we would lean into it you know and we would start like you know a new eugenics program you know a gattaca type situation where we like want our kids to have the six limb it's kind of like the the squid octopus thing that we were talking about oh, earlier yeah. you know like uh it might turn into that like if it really gives you the edge because like we we see like the corporatization of um fucking like psychedelics now like they're microdosing psychedelics on wall street because it gives them an edge Here's my thing. What like the tail? Why are we getting away from the tail? Like if I'm a eugenist, what, what, what I'm not, I want to throw that out there. Uh, but if I was like a scientist who's fucking around with gene splicing and shit like that, the tail evolutionarily, right? When we look at great apes, we look at them and they're like, oh, they're big, but fuck those guys. They're lazy. They can't even climb trees anymore. They don't have right. tails. Like the tail was this real delineating thing. I think that's like where where the humans as we know it started was that common ancestor between apes and and, and us because mm-hmm. like we were just lazy and too fat to climb trees anymore. We didn't have you know we didn't have tails and we didn't have any of that shit. And you it'd know, be really it, amazing if there's like a whole group of people who just are being born with tails. 
know? I mean, there, there. I don't know. That it, I think it's like random, but there are, which is crazy. That there are, yeah, but, are. but, it, but yeah. it's an anomalous thing of biology right. as opposed to being the standard. Like I'm talking about, like over 50 years. Like if, if reports came out of Japan right now, it's, it would be totally believable because of the bombs and shit. But it's just like, like yeah, they're growing tails in Japan again. Shit's going down. <laughs> Well, I mean, the, the, you know, the Japanese, not to make uh, broad cultural statements and generalizations <laughs> here, they're kind of into some weird shit, so they would probably lean into it, I feel like, you know? All the kids would be like, oh, you're not cool if you don't have a tail, and then the kids that aren't born without tails, they'd be, like, attaching fake tails to themselves. Well, that, that's what it would become, right? It would be yeah. uh, not to pin the tail on the donkey, be pin the tail on the normie, <laughs> and, like, if you're right. not born with a tail, it becomes a problem. And also, the only, like, example that I have of that in uh like cartoons or whatever dragon ball z right the super saiyans they they have tails they're born with tails and a lot of the times the idea is to like cut the tail off because it, it's really interesting now that i'm older i'm thinking about it evolutionarily i'm like wow dragon ball z was doing something but the idea was that the, that grace of people when the moon was bright it was like a werewolf situation they would turn into this giant fucking ape right but sure. the one way to get rid of that was to amputate the tails uh, but even so, the tails were always furry, but the people were not. And I always thought that that was a weird thing. Because if it was a tail, like now, if people start being born with tails, it'd be like that sh- scene in Shallow Howl, where Jason Alexander has like the little... Wow, deep you know, cut, Bubby. <laughs> Jason Alexander! Come on, that's not a deep cut. But I'm just saying, like, the well, idea is that it would be a fucking weird, creepy flab of skin that's moving around which like when we look at dogs and they're wagging their tails it's cute because they got little furry butts but like we don't we don't have that it'd be creepy it'd right. be disquieting i love that your your objection was that you know, jason alexander he's not a deep cut i was saying shallow hell was a deep cut jason alexander is forever like we can all agree he was in seinfeld um if i, I asked you to tell me what the inciting incident of shallow hell is you would still be able to tell me because it, even though it's a deep cut you know that fucking movie i have to assume the masses know that movie uh what is the inciting incident of that movie tony robbins somehow right. in a fucking tony, elevator <laughs> like, he's like oh well maybe you need to change your perspective or something can we go like, after that motherfucker for a second i know oh, someone tony who works for tony robbins I and he's a righteous asshole the most cultish creepy fucking weird thing i've ever seen also just loves throwing racial slurs around i i saw the context the context doesn't make it any better uh but i i just i hate that guy so much i think he is the biggest creepy fucking weird hack in the world and yet he's not as bad as like the what was the, what the was nexium it nvidia guy? wait who what what next nexium Nexium, Talking there we go, yeah. Keith Rainier, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you knew exactly what I was going to say. I said Nexvidium for some reason. Yeah, you I'm said done. NVIDIA, which is the graphics card computer company. <laughs> oh, God, okay. Okay, no, but so what you said, like that, like, okay, yeah, that does seem to be way worse, and there's, like, there's victims, and there's cult shit, and whatever. But the Tony Robbins thing is damn near approaching, and, and people talk about him like he... And I just, I get, I get really tired of the, like, positivity guys if you're positive nothing bad's ever gonna happen to you i'm like you're a six foot five white dude like you're terrifying to look at you know what i'm saying like yeah. i'm not saying in an ugly way i just mean like you're a monstrosity oh he he looks like a, a monster mash he, looks he like does look mash. like a skeleton like i get really into actors and people in the world like all right weird here's a deep cut the guy from inglorious bastard who who gets his ba- brains bashed in like that's a very famous german dude we've seen him in other stuff right sure, sure, sure. um but he, i love anytime you can see a person's face and clearly see their skeleton like like you know what i'm talking about you're like oh shit you a skeleton Wait, you, with some you, skin. you like, love that yeah i kind of love because like it because it, it reminds you that we're all just like 
like, look, sometimes I'll be high and I just do this with my hand. I'm like, there's fucking bones here, man. That's nuts. You know what sure. I'm saying? So it's like anything that we're doing, take away the skin and the muscle. And it's just like a skeleton doing it. Like anytime I dance, I'm just like, I'm a skeleton dancing. That's fucking cool. You, you do I, have a thing for skeletons. You got that little skeleton them. in your car. Yeah. You love Craig Ferguson. Yeah. Skeleton guy. You got you a know. skeleton tattoo right here. You do. You got the skeleton tattoo. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, cause, cause there's no pretense. These little guys are like, we're here there's to no park. pretense. All right. <laughs> we're here to fuck around. Never, never been a pretentious skeleton. <laughs> not once, not never. <laughs> My God. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I but, don't know. Uh, I like that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, t- Tony Robbins is the fucking devil, I'm pretty sure, man. Like, I, I don't I don't trust him, uh, skeleton notwithstanding. Uh, a- any self-help culty shit. Like, like it is so... It really does prey on uh, people's insecurities and their willingness to sort of, like, hand over uh, the keys to the ignition to somebody else. Like, oh, just give me the five steps. I need to be a better, more successful me oh, instead yeah. of, like, doing the work in therapy. You have to assume that some like that started altruistically. I like to think so. Someone was like, "I'm genuinely going to help people," and then there was the what's, what's that? Uh, the music man. Someone came in and was like, "Monorail," and then, right. and, then, and then co-opted it and took it and made it into profit. And I think that's my issue with Tony Robbins is like he's built an empire off of talking to people. Um, yeah. And he shows up in that super organism song and it's fine. Okay. I'm not promoting that, but I'm just saying that like there, there seems to be something really fucked up about making money, building an empire, being a millionaire, owning a compound in fucking Fiji because you talk to people. I guess maybe I shouldn't be shitty about that, but it's like none of the revelations of that dude's teaching are, it's a nothing burger. You know what I'm saying? Like, and well, yeah, I mean, like, like the, the, the rewards that he's reaped, he hasn't used to help other people. He's used it to enrich himself. And that should be like uh flag flag on the play right there. Right. Should, should be the only thing that we should be looking at. If anybody who's claiming to have the answer has a private jet, uh, don't fucking trust him. <laughs> but he's got a private jet. He's got the answer on how to get a fucking private jet, which maybe we need to right. start listening which and anybody who takes that lesson away uh right that's the problem yeah and that's that's my issue with it is like my buddy who works for him is like kind of so brainwashed to the point where i just want to be like you're fucking uh you're you're incorrigible which is a word that i really love because you're incorrigible jeremy yeah beyond repair you piece of shit (laughs) like that's how i feel about him but I don't know. Tony Robbins. I mean, like, that's the kind of guy it's like, he's got a cult of personality. Like why, why doesn't he run for fucking president? Not that I want it. I'm just saying that we're now clearly running towards that sort of world where all you need is charisma and people that follow you to be a viable candidate for something. Dwayne, the rock Johnson at this point, you know, people are like, yeah, He's a political guy. Look, unpopular opinion because I'm a progressive and I really want to be in a progressive country. But like, I, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with the like. That's why I'm so okay with Biden because Republicans are gonna realize, oh, this guy's way more centrist than than we thought they were. I just think like it's not a bad thing in any right. capacity to have a little bit of balance. Same thing with the courts. I'm so scared of a six-three court in any direction. I'm more scared of a six, three court for conservatives, obviously, but I, I just, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to ride that line. I'm not scared of a uh, six, three court in a liberal direction. I want that. You say that. I, I think that it's imperative not to have any huge imbalance in any direction. And I think the problem well, is we're already antiquated with a fucking bullshit two party system. And since that doesn't seem to be abolished anytime soon, we have to keep putting ourselves in these lines of like, Oh, that's a that's a conservative judge. That's a liberal judge. It makes me really sad. Merrick Garland seemed like a genuinely good dude who was a moderate who I'm sure I disagree with on a lot of shit, and I'm sure I agree with on some other shit. And I think that's healthy. 
you can, uh, you know, what, what, what did Trump, uh, Biden say? You can, you can question someone's judgment, but don't question their motives. You can, you know what I'm saying? You can believe that someone just fucked up and made a poor decision. But the minute you immediately question everything that they're doing and why they're doing it, you're like, you've already lost the points of constructive uh, conversation. Okay. Like, like I, no, but I disagree. Those people exist. Like I'm 100% yeah, yeah. with you. Those people totally exist. That's the fucked up thing about it is that that is a relic of another time where we believe that our opponents were just principled assholes that we disagreed with. That's not the, the case anymore. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just letting you know. I, 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 I agree with the sentiment of that idea. But sure. it doesn't exist in the world that we live in anymore. Yeah, unfortunately, like the, the needle has been moved so far that when you talk about balance, you're talking about like a fucking conservative extreme and like anything liberal has now been branded as an extreme. But like liberalism has gotten us equal rights for, you know, um, people of color, for LGBT people, sure. uh, et cetera. And like, you know, just like women's rights in general. And all of that could be overturned in the next year or so. I agree Voting with that, but I, I think you need to allow for the possibility that uh, allow to run unchecked like liberalism can hit the same fucking pitfalls that like conservatism just in a different way you know what i'm saying like i think that's the thing that scares me is like we we have it in our mind that liberalism equals good and i'm like yeah it does currently but like time is such a like a weird wishy-washy timey-wimey thing if i can steal from doctor who that it's like we already know that the parties themselves have changed in just 160 years so Ooh. the idea that like that anything like is venezuela technically is a socialist country that's trying to be liberal it just it ran at it the wrong way and it got fucked over and it became a neo fascism thing instead um so you're you know you know what i'm saying it's like look i'm obviously wearing this i'm wearing the blue star or whatever i'm just saying that like i like the idea that we we can have power but we never have so much fucking power that we can just unilaterally do anything without conversation that's what scares me but i mean venezuela was like the consequence of like a despotic ideologue like a central figure um when we're talking about liberalism itself you can look at like some of the better examples in europe because that's like a conservative talking point when we're talking about like arguing against socialism or whatever um when i'm talking about a liberal court like i'm talking about a court that is you know still existing within the range of liberalism which to me is uh, you know, like liberalism is such a dirty word. It's like either one or the other, but I feel like there is such a broad spectrum between AOC and fucking Nancy Pelosi. And we can have that exist on the court where you have moderation and you have dissent to that moderation for sure. But when you're talking about somebody like Amy Coney Barrett, that is the new face of conservatism, unfortunately. So like when I talk about a liberal court, I'm not talking about all AOC. I'm not talking about all Pelosi. I'm talking about a range between those two uh, yeah. spectrums. Yeah. Well, I think that's the other thing is that the rights move so far to the right that now liberalism can just be fucking moderism, like, which yeah. is not what it used to be. Like, that's what's crazy to me. Like Merrick Garland 20 years ago would not have been considered a liberal judge or even a moderate judge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, we, boy. yeah. And, uh, and I, I find that really interesting is just like how the definitions change all the time. I see what you're saying. I'm just saying in any case, it's like, I think too much power is a bad thing for anyone. Uh, there's a there's a place in Syria right now. I forget. It's, it's a specific region, but hmm. they have like a president that's a co-president, and one has to be a man, and the other one has to be a woman, and they need to come at it. Like they need to reach a consensus before shit gets done. And I sort of love that because what they're doing as an ideological thing, it was an anarchist who wrote this, um, yeah. but like one, like a smart anarchist, not one of these fucking like idiots who don't know what the word means. They're like, our biggest problem is the world as constructed is prescriptive 
that says that women are other and that they are second class citizens. Like all of our problems more or less originate from the fact that we put half of the population in a box and don't allow them to do shit. Right. And, and can't make decisions for the future and shit like that. So this one place in Syria that was liberated from the Islamic State, they're doing it. Shit's good. And it's such an interesting novel idea um, that, you know, maybe we should try it over here. But uh, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see where all that fucking shit shakes out. I mean, politics. What about non-binary is, people? Sure. I mean, like, but, but I don't have a problem with But the, So what are you saying? At that point, do we go back to the single person or do we add a third person oh, i wasn't saying anything constructive at all i was just being an asshole no no but but you raise a really good point which we can't be exclusive to those people and like beyond like whatever the the, the trans moment is right mm. uh, the state of affairs of how we perceive those people like the intersex is a thing all sure. over the world and like the idea that oh man and woman those are the people who have to make decisions i get what you're saying which is like okay that's enough broad spectrum of the amount of people the majority of the people fall into those categories right that you can make that decision but i agree with you like do you then add a third person like as a representative? <laughs> right. Does it become this, you know what I'm saying? Does it become the fucking fellowship of the fucking rings? Like, what do we do? About well, that's the what I'm saying. Like, eventually you just represent the entire LGBTQIA plus spectrum plus one straight dude. One, just one. Just Name one. Gary. <laughs> Name Ron or some <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have no idea how to govern. It seems like on paper it'd be so easy. Just don't infringe on people. That's what's weird. It's like libertarianism as an abstract thought is fine i guess don't hurt anybody just don't right. hurt anybody but the problem is when you throw that out of the out, out of the way because you're like well i really don't want government regulation so well, you can hurt a couple people it's like well you're not really a libertarian i'm sorry to tell you that you know right um, and plus like radical libertarians don't believe we should have like a public fire department so like at that point it's just like <laughs> guys come on to be fair back in the day like the presidents were the fucking firefighters. Like Ben Franklin wasn't a president. That motherfucker would be hammered and show up to fires in Boston. Like it was no one's business. In right. fact, I think if you look at the first six presidents, I think all of them except Adams, the first Adams was a volunteer firefighter and would like constantly go and fuck shit up. So fucking I sort of get Adams, it. that yellow bellied, fat piece bitch. of shit. Yeah, no, I agree. He was the worst. Just over there eating ham sandwiches, like, oh, yeah, I'll get to the fire in a minute, guys. <laughs> Just imagine Paul Giamatti. He's like trying to fucking do some shit. He's eating like a whole ham hog. There's smoke in the distance. Like, John, he's like, oh, oh John Adams, we got a fire over here, mate. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be right there. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Ben Franklin's drunk off his ass just with a bucket of water. Just, I did all I can do. <laughs> I don't know how he talked. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, that's what, so I'm just saying, liber, point to the libertarian. I would love if every fire in the greater D.C. area, Trump himself. That is a, a good argument for libertarians. <laughs> went out there, the little fire engine. Because I like the fire engines, like gangs of New York fire engines, where there weren't even carts. Motherfuckers are just running with like ladders and shit like that. With their, they're singing right. songs. Because like fighting fires was like fighting in the Civil War back then. You needed to like commemorate it with fucking music. And you were literally fighting it. Yeah. It was a battle between you and a fire <laughs> God. Uh, all right. I'm just, so are you coming around to the libertarians here? Which is like, come on. We, not, a, not at all. Not at all. Damn it. All right. Well, you tried and I tried. It didn't get us anywhere. Yeah. But hey, Gary Johnson, 2020, right? Am I right? Is he running? I was wondering who's the third candidate. I actually don't know. I assume it's Gary Johnson, right? Probably. Or Jill Stein. Well, she's a, what is she? The green, green, lady? green party. Green, yeah. green wasn't lady. she like, wasn't it like proven that she was backed by Russia or something? 
Well, she she was fucking around with the Russians for sure. That same uh, play, uh, fundraiser dinner that Flynn went to that, that mm-hmm. got him in trouble, she was fucking there. And I don't know what the connective tissue is there. And also maybe no one cares. Uh, but, yeah. you know, like in the, in the states where she lost, where she lost 150,000 votes over three different states, Jill Stein definitely got those votes. You know what I mean? So uh, they're smart. These Russians are so smart. I'm trying. I'm trying to find out who the uh, who the current candidate for the Libertarian Party fucking is. matter. Like that's the that's the sad thing about it is at the same time I'm like of two minds. I am like yes, there should be a third and fourth and fucking fifth candidate for all I care, and then let's yeah. do preferential balloting because then you have to appeal to the most amount of people. Unless you're like really sure you got the numbers in the racist deck, you know what I'm saying? Or you're like, oh. all right, well, it's uh, Joe Jorgensen, Joanne Marie Jorgensen. Oh. And uh, her running mate is Spike Cohen. Whoa, Spike's Spike? a cool name. Spike's Spike? a cool name, dude. <laughs> I don't President know. Spike. I'm, I'm Holy shit. Here. President Spike, though? <laughs> like, something happens. Fucking Joe gets assassinated first day of the office, and they're like, you fuckers gave me the keys to the goddamn kingdom. And President Spike gets shit done. <laughs> like, inconsequential shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. he gets it done. First order of business, defund the fire department. Um, that's all the, I got on the, the police. Documents. The police. No, no, no. I, I, I'm hearing the police, but I'm hearing the note behind the note, which is firemen. <laughs> and he just starts firing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it cuts smash cut thirty, like Chiron thirty days later, and it's just like DC is in fucking flames all over the place. It looks like the LA riots and shit like that. <laughs> just President Spike overseeing it all, <laughs> sipping his coffee, going this swear is, like a brandy. This is my country. <laughs> He got the fucking scar from the Lion King to go out there and start all these fires. I love it, man. That'd be great. Yeah. Just arsonist <laughs> scar running around. Yeah, I don't know. Is there is there a way to like uncast a ballot? Because uh I think I think I know who I'm voting for now. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I don't know. Did you already vote? You already Yeah, uh, I already fucking there? voted. But uh I'm having this moment, actually. I want to talk about it and I'll put this on uh so when they take me away if I'm wrong, which is voter fraud. I've already talked to you about this. Like mm-hmm. I own a home in Philadelphia and then I looked this up. Which is like dwelling and residence are two different things. And Mm. you can sort of make a compelling argument. Because I own a home in Philly. I've been here for less than a year. And I didn't sell that house. Who the fuck are they to tell me that I don't plan on coming back? Right? Because that's the uh, definition of dwelling. It's if you own a house and you plan on coming back, you can vote where your house is. And I'm like, oh, my vote's going to go way further in Pennsylvania than it's going to go here in California. And I'm thinking real hard about it. And I was really thinking about that when I voted in New York is like, fuck, I wish I could vote for Florida because yeah. like New York, my vote is like literally like just pissing into the ocean. Like it doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't change goddamn anything. But in Florida, <laughs> you kidding me? I want to know if there's like, we have such sophisticated pH uh, technology that when someone <laughs> does piss into the ocean, like there's like, like an outpost in fucking Iceland goes bleep, bleep, bleep. And like people are like on fucking like 1980s British lo-fi computers, like what's going on? And then it's like pulls you up on a surveillance camera. Just it's finally in. happened. <laughs> Everyone says it doesn't matter if you piss into the ocean and then, you know, enough people do it. We hit that breaking point, that tipping point and everything. Right. It turns into like a water park type situation where they've got to like drain all of the water, <laughs> just start over from scratch. You know, what's interesting is like, uh, uh, they can't say when it's going to happen, but there's this really prevailing thing. It's going to be millions, if not billions of years that before we read giant, right. Mm-hmm. We're still just going to expand to the point where shit gets way too hot here on earth. And they think that the oceans are going to evaporate like completely. 
And then you're going to be able to walk the ocean floors and stuff like that, which I think is metal as fuck. Like in terms Um, of being an explorer, if you're a fucking tomb raider or something, you know, think about like all the extra (laughs) shit you're going to be able to to, to tomb raid. This is one of the more endearing things you've ever said to me because you're presupposing that we'll be around at that point to walk the ocean floors. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because it's like humanity's got... (laughs) 40 like, years dude, at best but when the oceans of... evaporate we're gonna be able to walk the ocean floor right if the oceans have evaporated <laughs> we have long evaporated we've liquefied oh man that would uh that would be something or maybe we'll evolve man who knows we'll get lizard skin you know we'll be fine i mean we can only hope christian <laughs> that's our that's our 2020 has left us with the one hope and that's to become make lizard america people. lizards again 